So then if you think about it, if you're not being yourself, right? Because when we give out to the universe a feeling, a vibe, you get that. So if you're now not being authentically you and showing up, you're going to be surrounded by people that are not going to understand you because you're actually not being you, you're being another person. And if you decide to show up as yourself and your true self, what ends up happening is the people that are attracted to you are going, it's going to fit better. They're going to believe in you more. They're going to support you more because you're being you. And then you don't have to put on a face all the time. Welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. This is the podcast for the stylist who wants to work their magic behind the chair and make more money, all without sacrificing their health both mentally and physically. I'm your host, Shelby Bancourt. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happy Healthy Hairstylist Podcast. Today, I am with my friend Tanika. She is someone who is beautiful both inside and out, and I am so excited to talk to her today. Um, We are both in the High Power Academy with Elizabeth Fay, and I have not met Tanika yet in person, but her energy just flows through every aspect that she is in. So whether it's on Instagram or it's on other podcasts, like I know that you're going to feel her energy and I know you're going to love her just as much as I love her. So Tanika, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I I was like, nervous, all the feels, but I'm feeling good now once we started. (laughs) I know. I always get a little nervous right before starting the podcast too. Like I'm like, ah, we cleared the air and I hope that your energy is good for for everyone who's listening. Like we cleared the air for you. We are sending good intentions. And Tanika, for those of my listeners who don't know who you are, can you please explain who you are and what you do? So my name is Tanika Chang. I live in Barbados in the Caribbean, but I was born and raised in Trinidad, which is another Caribbean island. I've been in the hair industry for 13 years or a little over 13, 14 years. You lose track the older you get. (laughs) Um, I am a mindset junkie. I love learning and growing. Um, I have a upstart company called See Beyond, which helps women in the beauty industry learn about mindset, empowerment, being surrounded by people who want to lift you up. Um, I'm also a small salon owner and a mummy of a beautiful little girl. So that's me. Oh my goodness. You are like the, like, it seems to me that you are like very into your feminine. Like you are attracted to like women in a way where you bring community together. You have a daughter, you have like this beautiful, like feminine energy. Obviously you do have a masculine energy too. Um, And I'm so glad that you mentioned your C beyond, um, coaching or what would a program, correct? It's like a program. It's, I, I do do one-on-one coaching. I also have workshops. I'm now working on a online education so it can kind of be just for everybody, not only in Barbados. Um, but the truth was it was just to find a safe place that people can share and be themselves and be vulnerable and also like grow and learn ways because I am such a feminine energy. I do the flow really well. So I've never been a hustler. And I think we have like this big hustle mentality. So for me, it comes natural, but I've also learned a lot of stuff. So it's, it's ways to share what I've learned and knowledge that I've gotten over the years in my 36 long years. <laughs> <laughs> you are amazing. Age does not define you. And 36 is not old. But um, so... I'm glad that you mentioned the hustle mentality because 
I am the hustle mentality. Like if you were to put like hustle, like, and I don't even like the word hustle. It's if so in a dictionary that be, if it's next to the word, it'd be your, your face next to hustle. It'd be like, yeah, sweet. but like, it's, it's an ugly word. Like I don't, it's just one of those things I don't like saying it. Um, so I, ref- I totally respect the flow. Like I respect the flow mentality because in order to quote unquote hustle, you mm. need to find a flow. Yes. Or else you're going to be like hitting your head against the Uh, wall every single time. mm -hmm. And how stressful is that? So like, especially if you're not enjoying it, right? If you're hustling and not even enjoying the fight of the hustle. Yeah. And like, sometimes you need to like, I, um, one of my mentors, he was saying that like, when you are, um, when you're focusing on something and you are so close to it, it's blurry, you can't actually focus on it. So sometimes you need to take a step back in order to actually see what's going on. And I, and that's flow to me. I love that. It's like, you know, those paintings from up close, it's just all a mess. And you have to take the step back to see the beauty in the painting. Because if not, you're just seeing tight, tiny details. And it doesn't even make sense. You're like, what am I looking at? Yeah. I love that. I love that actually. And I think maybe hustle for you is heavy and hard, but it's because it has such weight because words are very powerful. But for somebody else, like I don't see hustle as being heavy. I actually think for a long time, hustle meant success for me. So it wasn't a heavy thing. It was like, if you were going to be successful, you had to hustle. And it wasn't, it was just more, I would look up to them and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I can hustle. Now I'm very happy that I'm very relaxed in the flow and go with it. But I think for you, because you've felt the hustle and you've done the hustle, it fe- the word holds a lot of weight for you, right? Yeah. And like, I'm just one of those types of people that like, I don't like sitting and doing nothing. Like I, I just, there, that's not like my idea of a good Chill time. Yeah. Chilling is <laughs> not really my thing. I like learning. I like being involved. I like doing all this. Like I said a month ago, I was going to do a podcast and now I'm nine episodes in and it's been what? a month. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a manifester, aren't you? Are you a manifester? What are you again? Um, I'm a generator. You're a generator. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I fill people's cups. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's um, your human chart design. No, it's okay. Um, We did this whole day where we went through our human design chart, right? That's what it's called? Yes. And and we found out like what our category was. And there's five different categories. Um, What are you? What's your category? I'm a man gen. So I'm a, I'm a mix between a manifest and a generator. So y'all give all the energy and y'all have all the energy and you bring the energy to the world. And then the manifesto just says what needs to happen and it gets happen. It happens and I'm in the middle. So I kind of get to do both, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also with a man gen, you kind of like wear multiple hats and that's like, you don't really stick to one thing. You're better at doing a bunch of different things, which is like the total opposite of like the like hustle mentality. Cause the hustle mentality is like, do one thing, do really good at it and like work, work, work. And yeah, niche down, be the best at it. And I'm like, that does not feel good in my body. I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, I can't do one thing. I, I do lots of things. I do yeah. them very well. And I only do them if they bring me joy. Like I'm, I've reached that point and I I, I innately, I've been very blessed with like innately, I've kind of always done that. 
without mm-hmm. even knowing it, but it's part of who I am. I have to do things that bring me joy and light me up and then I'm successful. But anytime I kind of, oh, I use the word, it's hard or I have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I don't want to do it. If it feels like work, I'm not doing it. But if it feels fun and flowy, I'm like, yep, I'm in. I'll try it. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so to get your chart, you can um, look at jovianarchive.com to figure that out. And I'll put that in the notes here. Um, I'm just going to write that down. You're so good at this. I just giving you the heads up, girls. I'm like, watch. I'm like, she's such a boss, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about... Um, One of the things that I love so much about you, Tanika, is your mindset work. Like your, you talked um, on another podcast with Misty, which I've had Misty on my podcast as well. And you talked about the subconscious thoughts and reframing from saying any negative thoughts where like when you go to say your affirmations to not put in any negative words, can you dive a little bit deeper into that and what you meant by it? Um, so NLP is the neurolinguistics programming. It's how our brain interprets words. But from a young age, I remember my dad is a motivational speaker and, and him telling me, I'm reading like the, what's the one with, um, the universe, not the universe has your back. The one, it was a book years ago that I read and it was about like, you get what you put out in the world. Right. And it was, I don't remember what it was called at this point. It'll come to me at some point, but anytime you're seeing an affirmation, if you put, I am not a hustler, the universe, God, whatever it is, whatever you're attracting does not hear the not the negative words in our affirmations, especially a kind of get erased. Our brain does not recognize it. So if you want, you have to make sure when you are seeing your affirmation, it's affirmation actually the positive word it's like the po- instead of saying i am not a hustler anymore or i don't align with the hustling mentality it would be like i'm in line with flow i will flow through this because when you switch that and sometimes people don't realize they're stuck in that mindset still because they're saying they're like i'm saying this affirmation how come i'm not doing it it's because they still have the negative word in the sentence so being aware of that yeah. And that's so powerful. Like I, um, I say every day, every podcast, um, you are what you think you are. And that is like so huge to me. I truly believe it. And, but I never, um, thought that by putting in a negative word, it would change your, your thought process. So the brain doesn't see the knots. They don't see the knots and the don'ts and the can'ts. So you have to kind of rethink how you're saying certain things because it doesn't register. Also, the brain does not know the difference between a truth or a lie. So whatever you tell it, it bleeps. So it's just being aware of what we are telling our brains. And when we start actually, and that's what being present is, listening to how we're speaking to ourselves. I'm going to even be more personal. Listening to how I speak to myself has, sometimes it hurts because I'm so much harder on myself than I am with anybody else. And reframing and trying to catch myself before I'm thinking those things um, has helped on a day-to-day basis with my mindset, actually. 
Hell yeah. Like we all are hard on ourselves. We all tell us like we, you know, when you think of like the simple like um, phrases or like the simple quotes that are mm. out there. And um, I believe that you said this in the, in Misty's podcast that like we are our own worst enemy. We are the ones who get in our way. And when you think of something like as simple as that, we tell ourselves the worst stories. We put that belief there. But like what has really changed me, and I ask myself this every single day, what are the facts? What are the facts about this? Yes. Hit the nail on the head. That's how you stop those stories is like, um, it's not even what are the facts. Is this a fact? Is this actually a fact? So it's like, what? No. I love that. I love that you do that. Yeah. And it's like, because we all have limiting beliefs. We all have this story that we tell ourselves. We all have like, and you know, it may not be just one limiting belief and you may get over one limiting belief being like, well, I'm not smart enough. And then a couple of days later, realize that maybe it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough, but maybe I'm not good enough. And it's like, but yeah. what the, f- yeah, like, come yeah. on, like, snowball, snowball girl saying That's this. <laughs> Who is saying this to you? And if you wouldn't say this to your best friend, to your significant other, to your child, to anyone that you love, care about, or care about, then why the hell are you saying it to yourself? Like, I'm like, speak girl. When, when we talk about self-love and that's like a huge thing in my coaching, uh, in, um, in my coaching, um, when, before I even get into like the healthy part of the happy, healthy hairstylist, I talk about self-love and I'm like, listen, it doesn't matter if you've been on your fitness journey, um, for 10 years or two weeks, you need to know, you need to love yourself because fitness and mental health and your health behind the chair and your health in your industry, your health in your relationship and any type of relationship in your life. If you don't love yourself, you are going to reflect that off of every other relationship you have. You will never reach what you want to reach. What my thing is on this journey is you think you've actually conquered something. So like, I'm like, okay, I've worked on my self-worth. I've got this down packed. I become, I'm present. I meditate. I do all the things. And then something hits you and you're like, and you realize it goes back into like that old story. And I'm like, I thought I dealt with this. And then I realized a lot of the self-love work and the mental work is, it's like an onion. It's layers. So like you do get, you get to that layer of like, I've accepted this. I'm good in this. I know my value in this. And then another layer comes off and it makes the wound hurt again. But then you have to go through that layer of like, okay, I am worthy. I am loved. I'm okay. But it, and sometimes at least for me, I beat myself up when I'm like, I thought I got this shit. And then you're like, wait, it's happening again. And then I kind of go, I'm an onion. I'm an onion. This is another layer. It's a little bit deeper. It's going to be fine. But it does. You kind of feel like, I thought I dealt with this and I'm dealing with this again. But we're humans and we're going to go through the cycles and learn and grow and something else is going to trigger us. And it's not been, it's a journey. There's no, I don't think life is a destination. It really is truly a journey of highs and lows and in-betweens. So, and like, it's also appreciating what the highs when you have the highs because you've experienced the lows. Yes. 
you don't yeah you don't appreciate the silence when you've not heard the noise right exactly so like i love the onion comparison uh, comparison because it's like yeah you can do all this work and you can be like i'm good i'm good and then life is going to happen and you're going to be thrown some friction from somewhere and especially if you are the type that's like give me strength give me strength for this you know what strength and like does for you it puts you through hard shit yep because you asked for it so that's what's going to come your way (laughs) exactly you asked for this you there's there's no such thing as attaining strength without going through something that broke you down like you can't experience strength without weakness so like with all these limiting beliefs and all this like self-work, that's what it is. It's work. It's ongoing. It's a a, a practice. It's not just going to like, it's like yoga. Like you can learn the poses and get flexible and all this, but you're going to have days where you're a little more tight or days that you're not going to flow. And that's the whole thing with yoga. They tell you that like yesterday is yesterday and whatever practice you practice yesterday, it's not going to be the same as today. Oh, I love that. I love that. That just literally resonated with me because that's life. Like it's, it's never the same thing. It's never the same, it's never the same thing that's going to help with the mindset. And I've also learned, I know that it's called the happy, healthy, happy, um, healthy hairstylist. Yes. I, I've seen you, your body is amazing. I see all the great things and I, that is something I am working towards because I know the value in your mind, body, and soul connecting. You need all three to really thrive. You can, you can thrive, but it's a very different thrive. It's not a solid. You do need the pillars of all of those things to kind of really enforce each one because they're all connected as well, right? Yeah. Your, your body is meant to be moved. Like your body is not meant to stay still. It, it's not. And that's one thing that I, I teach and I enforce. It's like, I'm not going to tell you to count your calories. I'm not going to tell you like whatever aspect of like to go to the gym. No, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to tell you, you need to do what it takes to be healthier. You need to be aware in your own body on what you're fueling it with, what you're like both mentally and physically, what are you putting into your body and what are you doing to make it better? That's healthy. It's not Um, counting calories. It's not restricting yourself. It's not a weight on the scale. I love that. It is... You know what, me, because, you know, with the whole words things is exercise was such a heavy word for me. And I had to actually change it to movement. Like, so now I don't say exercise. I say, I need movement every day. And that feels good in my body because I'm aware of what my brain, my soul and my body feels good doing. So I just change because sometimes we get stuck in things and it is a mind thing too. I'm like, why don't I like to exercise? Or I've tried this. Don't use the word try guy. If you start a sentence with, I tried to do it, you already knew you were going to fail. Because the word tries it, it means you know already your brain, you tell your brain, sorry, we're not going to do this. This is not happening. So I love the word now movement. So I say, I'm going to move. And then exactly, I'm now going, is this going to fuel me when I eat something? Or is this going to like, mm, just just because I'm emotional and want to eat it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, food is information to your body. It's like, what, what do I do with this? Is this going to be stored? Is this going to be like helping you to feel better? Is this going to make you feel heavy, make you feel light? Like I think of like food as information. I love that you say that you changed the word from exercise to movement. Yes. Because when I, 
I get, I go through these emotional roller coasters where I don't like to go to the gym. And when I say I work out, automatically people think gym, they think, oh my God, you lift weights, you, you do these scary, intimidating things. And I'm like, I am the most antisocial, introverted person ever where I will go weeks without going into the gym. I will go, I will work out on my balcony for like weeks just so I don't see anyone. And that is, because I I, I'm like, I, I want to be by myself. I want, like, this is me time. So when people see my body, they, they see me as a certain person and they're like, oh, she, she's a gym rat. I'll never be like that. It's like, no, I spend a lot of time doing yoga, doing meditation, going for walks with my dogs. Like I just, I just like movement because that's what feels good. Can I ask, how did you get into, because we're, you're a hairdresser as well behind the chair and how did you get into fitness and health and learning why was there like a moment or you've kind of always felt like that or? So, um, to, uh, when I first became a hairstylist, I was 17 and <laughs> I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in my hands and my wrists and my you're a hairdresser. <laughs> and, and I'm a hair, like I was 17 as a hairdresser. Oh my. <laughs> and my doctor told me that I had, like, I had two options. I could go on this medication for the rest of my life and do hair, or I'm going to have a very short career where I'm going to be doing hair for 10 years or less. Wow. And I had seen the abuse of medication and what it does to family members Mm -hmm. and I just wasn't comfortable with it. I was like, are you like, these are really my choices beyond medicine for the rest of my life or don't do the thing that I I love. Mm -hmm. So I went the route of, okay, I got the prescription filled. I would take it when I really needed it. And, um, I worked for this woman who, um, she was a nutritionist and this is back in 2012 before like being a nutritionist was cool. Okay. It was like, yeah, yeah like gluten free was just coming out. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Just- you then. <laughs> yeah. And she, um, she would hear me complain about my hands and my wrists and I'd be like, oh, it hurts. And I was in Massachusetts. So it was cold during the winter. And when it would rain, I would have flare ups and all the things. <laughs> And she one day very, and I love her so much for this because I needed her to say it just like this. She's like, Shelby, if you stopped eating crap, then you would probably feel better. And I was like, what? What? What do you mean? (laughs) And she's like, stop eating pizza five times a week and you and eat and eat things that are anti-inflammatory and that are going to help your arthritis. And I was like, wait, I can do that. Wow. Light bulb moment. I had no clue that food could change how my body reacted. No one told me that. We're not taught those things. No. So I was just taught, take this pill for that pain, not eat this way for no pain. Exactly. So that's what kind of like changed my mindset. Like I stopped eating red meat. I like as much, like I still ate red meat. Um, I stopped eating Yeah. Yeah. I like, I ate cleaner than I did. And then when I moved to Florida, it was like, damn, everyone here is so beautiful and so fit. Like, (laughs) like I used to be like a strong seven in Massachusetts and now I'm a, like a high three. Like, (laughs) yeah, I know that feeling. (laughs) I live on 
smile and everybody is like beautifully shaped. <laughs> right? So that's what got me into fitness and like being surrounded by other people who are in fitness. Like being here in Miami, it was definitely easier because everyone that I worked with was into fitness and my clients were into fitness. And then I started dating my boyfriend, Josh, and he was into fitness. So it just like was my lifestyle. And I put myself there. I surrounded myself with people who were around that. And that's the key. We are who we are surrounded by a lot of people. You know, we say these sayings, right? But they're so true. Like, think of it. Your surroundings just change your whole lifestyle. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, a lot of things that I teach is like, hey, if you don't have those surroundings that you want, like you can't just up and move. You can't like change your friends. (laughs) Why don't you add in, like we have this beautiful thing called the internet and you can surround yourself with people that you don't actually know in person and feel their energy and read books of like people who are so much higher up and so educated who actually know what they're talking about and make those your, those people, your surroundings. You have the tools. Yeah. There's no excuse for you to be around shitty people. Not anymore. Not anymore. And if they are shitty, you can, you can, because sometimes the shitty people are generally the ones closest to us, unfortunately, family, friends, best friends you've known since you're two. Um, sometimes it's okay to just step back. You don't have to like completely stop seeing somebody, but if it's there's not where you want to be, um, make a choice. I mean, like, okay, how, you know what I do now? And I don't know if you do this. After I've had an interaction with somebody, I literally go, how does, how does my body feel? How is my spirit feeling after this? Am I feeling normal? Am I feeling depleted? Am I feeling energized? And then I evaluate, do I want to always be around this person and always feel like this? Because energetically, we're either giving or taking. And that's kind of how I've done in the last maybe two, three years. I've switched who I'm surrounded by because I'm so aware of how I feel around them. So that's yes, absolutely. I love that. I do the opposite where I've done like a lot of like self work on like how to be a better communicator, how to be a better friend, how to be a better, you know, girlfriend, all the things where I ask myself, does that person feel better after being around me? Oh, I love that. And I think of that with clients. I think about that with friends. I think of that with like strangers, like how is that person feeling after being around me? Did I make them better? It's, it's oh, interesting because I, I never that. think of it the opposite way. But I, now I'm going and to. It's for me. And, and for me, it was because I'm, I've given so much of my energy that that's why I end up hitting, you end up hitting a wall is because if you're giving and giving and giving and you're the person that's the ray of sunshine or you're the one that always brings it, it's also if you're not filling up your own cup, which I wasn't, I was being validated by making everybody else feel great around me. But the only person that can fill up your cup is yourself. And I was not aware of how much I was giving of that. So that's why I had to actually just become aware. Or what I was taught by one of my mentors was you picture yourself in a bubble. It's a nice, squishy, safe bubble. So when I do go into a situation that I'm not, I know it's not, it's going to be taking of my energy. I'm, I'm protecting myself so that they can only take little pieces. So I actually picture, um, do you all have cotton candy? Stupid question. Yes. So I'm a bubble of cotton candy and they can take little pieces, but they're not like my 
ball of cotton candy around me because of that. So I'm going to actually look at it a little bit different now. I'm going to go, okay, what can I bring to the table? I love that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, like you said, um, we all can experience like giving too much, like getting burnt out because if you are like Tanika, where everyone's like, oh my God, you're, she's so nice. She's so amazing. She's so all the good things. It's like, wow, that, that's heavy. That's a, that's a hard responsibility to be that version of yourself. Like I was a little hesitant when I wanted to start calling myself the happy, healthy hairstylist. Cause I'm like, what happens when I'm not health happy? Yes. Cause like now I'm the emotional healthy hairstylist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am more emotions than just happy. I cry like yep. now. <laughs> oh yes, I know. You cry. You had, you had your moments. You're like, and the gates are open. <laughs> For sure. It was like, like learning that it's okay to cry was a huge thing for me. And it, Maybe I would have named myself not the happy, healthy hairstylist <laughs> if I was know- knowing that I had more feelings than just happiness and like rage because there was no in between. <laughs> Two extremes. So let's talk about how, how do you protect from being like when everyone's like, hey, Tanika, you are like a ray of sunshine. You are all these things. How do you where that responsibility, how do you prevent yourself from having that, from having any type of like burnout? Um, so I have had burnout. I'm a lot more aware of when I'm getting to that point, but the truth is I don't have it as much because I'm very aware of becoming present. So it's not even like, sometimes people think that, um, meditating is this, um, 10 minutes. It's not, it's literally, I just become aware of my surroundings how my skin feels against the floor, against the chair. Um, I make sure that I try and become very present every day, at least for five minutes. Not 10, 20 minutes, it's five minutes of just being alone in peace and quiet. Um, Journaling has also helped a lot because sometimes we're so in our heads and we need to dump. I don't do it all day. I mean, I don't do it every day, all day. Um, But when I'm feeling heavy, sometimes it's just a way to get out. But I, for me, the number one thing would be my breathing because we take for granted how our body is naturally doing it first and that we need to actually feel it, fill ourselves up and, and, and just like feel full because we, do, we don't do the fullness anymore. We kind of do a shallow breath, but when you actually fully breathe, there's some, there's magic in the breath. So yeah. that's how I actually get too overwhelmed is by becoming present. I love that. Um, and I just became new at breath work. Like I, I started meditating during quarantine because I was like, I'm in a dark place <laughs> where I'm not surrounded by people like I used to be. And I heard meditating was a good thing. So I'm going to try it. And um, since I've gotten more into it, I'm like meditating isn't about doing nothing and thinking of nothing. It's the exact opposite. It is focusing mm-hmm. on something and being truly focused. If you can focus on something, then you can outdo anything else, yes. anyone else. So let's say you focus on your career and you focus on working really hard. You can do better than most people in your career. 
So if you can focus on being present and being in your body and being like on your breath, like just counting, like count in for three seconds, hold for three seconds and count out for three seconds. Like do that over and over again, guaranteed you're going to feel a little bit better. A hundred percent. I can put money on it that you will feel better. Yeah. And like what happens when we get stressed, we hold our breath. When we get anxious, we hold, we clench, we Mm -hmm. like compress. Our bodies go in, you can feel it. Everything goes in and you're just tight. Everywhere is tight. Yeah. So we have that control over this beautiful thing, our breath to release, to let go, to like loosen up. And it's with us all the time. Anytime we need it, anytime we need it, go to the bathroom. If you're in the, in, in the salon, go to the bathroom, block your ears and breathe. (laughs) I'm serious. And do it. Like literally expand everything for three seconds, hold for three seconds and release for three seconds. And you do that. I do that maybe four times and I do four, four, four and four. Mm -hmm. And within a minute, I feel like, okay, I got this shit. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm good. It's okay. Like I, can hand, I can handle the next client or the next situation. But yeah, this is, I actually do that. I will go into the bathroom and I'm like, girls, <laughs> I need a minute. And I breathe and I'm calm, right? It, it actually, um, I don't know proper words, but I do know it does something to your nervous system and in, instantly calms it down. Yeah. And doing breath work. Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually like really want to get more involved with. Sorry, you broke up. Um, It's okay. Um, I actually want to learn a little bit more about breath work because just seeing what it can do with a little bit of knowledge that I have about it. I'm like, oh my God, like I want to like know more about this because this is so powerful. This can like, this can change. This has changed my life just by focusing on something that I already have. I always have it with me and learning to breathe before any type of situation. Like if, if I'm nervous about something, I'm like, okay, Shelby, just like in and out, in and out and just like learning how to calm yourself. It's like, you can control your own body. You can control anxiety. You don't need medication for that. Like, and, um, imagine if we learned like how I learned how to deal with a condition that you have just by changing aspects of your life and not relying on medicine. No. And other people, you you did it for yourself and you listened to what your body needed and you fed it good things. And, and exactly what you said, you didn't feed it good things just with food and nutrition, but you fed it good things when it came to like what you were putting into your brain, what you were watching, what you were listening to. It's a whole circle. So I do totally believe when we, and you, you did it for yourself. Nobody came and told you those things. I mean, yes, you're amazing boss, which hit a light bulb, but if you didn't go and do it, then nothing would have changed. So yeah. it is, we don't realize how much power we do have to change our lives. The power is in ourselves, nobody else. Yeah, it, it is like no one, like don't create the excuse that like you don't have the money, the resources, the anything because money 
comes easily to me is what I say every single day. <laughs> yes, I have it. Money comes easily. It flows to me. 100%. Yep. <laughs> and you can, you can get anything. When, when you change just your mindset and your breathing and you learn how to control certain aspects of your life, you will receive abundance. You will receive more things than ever. Since I started working on my, my mental health, my business my friendships, my relationship, thrive. Yes. I know. It's That's why you want to share because you've seen it. You're like, this works, guys. You will thrive. I want to show you how to thrive. I love that. I love that too. And, um, I did get excited and nice. (laughs) 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 And believe it or not, everyone who's listening, you're not alone. Uh-huh. No, you're not. You're not. We, Tanika and I, we have problems. <laughs> oh my goodness. My child just came in three times and when I get off this call, she is going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we have limiting beliefs. We have all the things. We probably have like, if we don't, if we can't fully, if we haven't lived what you're going through, we can probably in some way or another, understand or just hold that space for you. Yeah. And I, I, you're hundred, I think, I think this was where I felt tricky on showing up on social media on exactly what you said about the happy, healthy is because you know that your life isn't like that. Like all the time it's, you have really dark days that you have to look for the ladder to climb out of. And I will tell you, I think I do. It's a roller coaster. They're, They're not all ups. I have plenty of days that I'm like, I don't really want to get out of bed and I really don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to do a podcast and I don't know how to do, I don't know how to be a coach and you like a failure. But for me, I don't know how do you get out of your mindset? I'm going to ask you, like for me, I've learned how to get out of mine because I do suffer with those things. And I think that's why I want to share what I know because I've seen how much it's helped that you kind of go, I've been there. I felt like that. I felt hopeless and helpless and lost and didn't know the direction and felt alone. Um, and I wanted, I saw these people just thriving. I'm like, I want that. Um, but a way I get out of my down when I, when I feel the imposter syndrome, which I do quite often, um, is I go, it's not about me. I'm here to share something that maybe it gives somebody a light bulb. Like maybe your, your boss gave you a light bulb that I, I'm sharing for somebody else to get the light bulb. Not that my life's perfect. Not that I have everything together. Not that I'm great at mindset all the time, but that it might help somebody else. And that's why I show up. But when you're down, what makes you want to get out of those situations? Shells. So like you, I, we all, we all have like our, like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I've in the past five years, I've tried to start and I've closed multiple businesses before making any profits. I've failed many, many times. And so I've been in the lull of like, shit, man, am I ever going to be successful? But during those times, remembering like what I am good at and seeking out help, seeking out people that you know will make you feel good. And you, you reserve that. You don't ask this all the time because like, it's just like 
it's good karma, basically. You build up your good karma by doing good for other people and helping other people. And Tanika, I know that you help a lot of people. And and at the end of the day, we're all decent human beings. We're all trying to be good. So when we're giving, 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 and we have a hard day, we will start to notice that other people, if we just ask, they'll give us what we need. Like I ha- I, I suffer from cold sores. And if anyone has ever had a cold sore, it is the like, it hurts. You, your body physically hurts. It's not just like an ugly thing on your lip. Um, and when that when the last time I broke out, it was like, I had just decided that I was going to be super active on social media. And then now I get this ugly thing on my face and no filter on Instagram can fix it. Gonna hide it. No. <laughs> and what I did was I was vulnerable and I talked about it and I was like, you know what? I wasn't going to show up. I wasn't going to show my face because I have this, but you know what this is telling me? This is telling me that I need to love my body more because I broke out with this because I wasn't loving my body. And now this is, a you know, a, it happened because of that. And I had so many people who are like, that happens to me too. I am there with you. And here's how I like help my body through that time. Here's like what I do. And I didn't even notice it. And so just by being vulnerable and saying my own flaw out there, like, Hey, I'm not having the best day. I'm not feeling the best. Now no one else can talk shit about it. Cause you did it first. You're like, I did it first. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, oh, the- so it, allowed, it allowed them to be a part of your journey and not see you as a perfect thing. Cause it is quite difficult and you needed them and they needed you. So it was like, you allowed them to be vulnerable because you were vulnerable and you needed the support as well. Like you got this girl. So it's such a, it's such a flow. It's such yeah. a flow of back and forth of your community and who's surrounding you. But being and- vulnerable is a great connection actually. And like, how annoying is it when you see someone online and they're just so freaking perfect that you're like, I could never be friends with them because like they, they wouldn't accept me into their lives. So when people meet me, they're like, damn, you are the same person online as you are in person. And I'm like, as Um, I should be. Are you not supposed to be? I mean, I might have a filter sometimes, but I figured if you're going to show up on, on Instagram or Facebook or wh- wherever you use, cause now I don't even know half of them. Um, just be yourself. You've got nothing to lose. Like really. Exactly. And show up when you're not feeling good. Show up. Can you repeat that? Show up when you don't feel good because you're going to find other people who understand you. Who need you to, who, who needed to hear that. Yeah. They need to know that you're not perfect too. I would respect more influencers, quote unquote influencers online, if they showed up on their bad days. Yes. A hundred percent. Because, because they become humans because nobody lives a perfect life. And if you are, then you're not being real and you're not human. You're clearly a unicorn. Yeah. And what happens when you actually do admit that you don't feel good online? You get love People are yeah. like, hey, I'm here for you. Even if it's not like genuine, like you're like, oh, you never talk to me. Mm-hmm. Know that people in general want to be decent human beings. Yes. They do. 
And if they, like, you're going to have trolls, you're going to have all the things. But for the people that you know, when you show up genuinely, people will recognize that and they'll gain respect from you. And I, respect is, you can't take away respect. And when you do lose it, it's really difficult to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get it back. So you might as well just be your person, be yourself in something that you can stick to yes. because people don't like it when you can't stick to something. Cause but now also then if you think about it, if you're not being yourself, right. Cause when we give out to the universe, a feeling, a vibe, you get that. So if you're now not being authentically you and showing up, you're going to be surrounded by people that are not going to understand you because you're actually not being you, you're being another person. And if you decide to show up as yourself and your true self, what ends up happening is the people that are attracted to you are going, it's going to fit better. They're going to believe in you more. They're going to support you more because you're being you. And then you don't have to put on a face all the time. Putting on a face becomes extremely exhausting. I have done it for years. I know it. Um, so being myself uh, has allowed a, a very much more relaxed tribe because I'm myself, not faking it. It's like you, you're not faking it. This is just who I am. And then you're going to attract the people who, who resonate with that and who enjoy listening about what you're talking about and sharing and the hey you do. Think of your client. If you think of your clients, your clients are, tend to resemble, I've learned over the years, they tend to resemble the stylist that they're with. If you think about it, they kind Absolutely. of have that same vibe. It doesn't even have to be the hair. It's because you're attracting who you are. So online is very similar. We, we feel like it's a scary big place, but the truth is when you really truly show up like yourself, you're going to attract your tribe. It doesn't need to be anybody else's tribe. It's your tribe. Yeah. And like, like you said, how exhausting is it to be like someone else or try to be something else? It's exhausting. Exhausting. It's not even fun. <laughs> it's not lovely and fun. No. So attract who you want, like who, be who you are so you can attract more people like you. Like give off the energy that you want to receive. It, it's simple, very simple. That's all you have to do. It's not complicated. It, it may be difficult if you feel like you can't be yourself. But at the end of the day, like Tanika has said, when Maybe when you get friction from other people, it's not about you. How selfish are we when we think that when someone gives us friction or they, like, they don't like us, that we think it's truly about ourselves? It's not. Yes, we do. The it's world not. does not revolve around us. Our world revolves around us. But when other people don't like you, it's typically about them. Because that's all they care about is themselves, not about you. So, and not an, I think sometimes we feel like it's a negative thing. It's not about that. As humans, the truth is our world does revolve us. It's our stories we're telling. It's our viewpoint. So for them, it's the same thing. It's their world. It's their viewpoint. It's not a self. Because sometimes we hear that and we think it's like they, it's their, they're having a bad day. It's just their worldview. It's just how they see the world. It has nothing to do with us. It's their little, it's their movie. We're all in our own movies separately. And sometimes the animosity or hate or understanding is just that, that their movie doesn't click with our movie. It's two different movies. So it's not about us or them. It's two different movies. Yeah. Or like we've all been going through something where we're in our own head and we're thinking about something like we're, we're telling ourselves a story about something. And maybe 
people come into our lives and we are so caught up in our own movie, our own thought that we aren't ready to receive them into our lives, whether they're good or bad. Like I've been having a bad day and you like, you walk into, like, I've had a bad day. I walk into the coffee shop and the lady is just so nice. And she's just like, Oh my God, like I love it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm not in the mood. Like I'm not, and it's nothing against her. It's mm -hmm. like, she's giving me all the positive vibes, but I'm just not there. Yeah. And when we learn that, like, if we are the girl in the coffee shop, it's not that the other person is a horrible person. No, they're just not like, it's not your time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So this is so good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow, that, that passed really fast. <laughs> it did. So, um, Tanika, if you could give anyone any advice on being more present, what would be your top, your best advice for them? Um, don't think about it too much. So in other words, you don't need to sit with your legs crossed and hum. Take a moment to actually just feel your feet on the ground, your butt on the chair, and take three deep breaths in. That's as, that's as simple as it is. Generally, simple is the hardest. Um, and just understand that it is a journey. There is no, it is not always going to be perfect. You are going to have up and down. And the truth is you, we need to learn to be gentler with ourselves. So if you're not there yet, it's okay. You got this. You're going to be there at some point. Yeah. It's a practice. It's like anything. When you first learned how to curl hair, you probably weren't the best. And there are well, days when I comb at the same time, you're like, like, what do you want me to do? What? When you're <laughs> in school, I was like, you want me to hold a comb and at what? And now you don't even think it. You pick it up and you're like, and you can have a comb, a brush, and the scissors, and the blow dryer under your hand, and you're not even thinking twice. Sorry, as I got all excited about that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I love hairdresser <laughs> analogies. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like anything, it's a practice. It's be gentle with yourself. Know that, like, if your mind does start to drift, it's okay. It's like it's totally normal. Just be gentle and. Bring yourself back. Think about your breath. Do all the things. <laughs> so Tanika, um, where can my followers find you? Um, so God, I have like three. I have a work page, a, a CBON page, and a Tanika Tang, but I'll just do um, Tanika underscore Tang. And then um, CBON is spelt S-E-A, beyond, because I'm an island girl. So it stands for self-love, empowerment, and abundance. And I like to play on words. Um, but yeah, you can also just probably go and follow, go into Shelby's followers and be like, mm, Tanika Tang. <laughs> that is probably the easiest. So it's Tanika underscore Tang for all of you. And um, Tanika, I just want to thank you so much for being here. I knew that this conversation was going to be amazing and it did fly by. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I'm now totally loving podcasts. I'm like, so are y'all going to be on mine? Thanks. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you everyone who is listening. And as always, if you found this podcast useful or you just loved it, please subscribe, of course, and leave a review. And as always, please share it to all of your social medias. You can tag Tanika or myself or both of us. We'd love to see that you are listening to the show. And as always, you are what you think you are. Love more, spread that love, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Bye.